Welcome to Words of Light with Jim, sponsored by All My Relations in Indianapolis, the largest rock and mineral shop in the Midwest, carrying metaphysical supplies for all spiritual paths. Now I'm going to hit you on a big story here, but everybody knows about this crucifixion, right? Did it actually happen? Yes and no. All right, let's go back. People were very much for him or against him. Now remember, he was a rebel. He was in to disrupt the system. The system was based on old beliefs from, let's say, years of teaching certain things. And he said, Jesus knew in his heart, he was sent to break it up, sort of crumble up and restart something. And also, of course, there was the, the Roman Empire was running the show in, in the country. And the Jews were just, if you will, paupers in the marketplace. But they were allowed domination amongst their own people, like in religion. So there was the scribes, the Pharisees, and supposedly the people that knew what the hell was going on, right? And he completely was from nowheresville. Okay, let's go back to Jesus' birth. A lot of times people back to call this miraculous birth, and I don't want to get everybody upset about this, but I got to give it the way it's the way I've seen it, read it, and felt it, that Jesus was considered born to what? He was a bastard, which would have been considered he had no father. Mary, everybody recognizes his mother now because that could have been the immaculate conception. He had no father, as we call it such. So to cover up that story so it didn't look so bad, he was given the other story. The angel came and told Mary she was pregnant, yada, yada, story, okay? So Joseph kind of tagged along into the end of the story. They had to drag somebody into the picture, okay? I said, I don't want to break everybody's little world up in that. I don't mean to, but that seems to be a lot of logic to me. Does that mean he was incorrectly born? I said, no. He was brought, he had to come in a certain way. And he was brought up in a very simple background. Yes, it was called in a, raised in a, a family where he had to do simple things like learn how to be a carpenter. Now, back in the day, back to carpentry, might have not just been just a person that nails two boards together. He could have been doing cement work, rolling around rocks, anything of construction. So it could have been very diversified. But it was very manual labor. He didn't get a chance to go to high society schools. Do you know that? He didn't. He didn't have a chance to get a big education until he got older. And that's when he made some trips out to the Middle East. But when his upbringing, and he was in the temple and talking like over his head. Over his head? Meaning he was acting smarter than most kids his age. Has anybody run into any children that are smarter than their age? Oh, yeah. A lot of kids are coming in the world today. By the way, you're going to see more children coming in smarter than their age. Because just like Jesus was sent here to change the world, the children being sent in this now are here to change the world because they're beyond their years. So anybody has children or grandchildren or People that they know would see kids acting smart because they are. <laughs> they were not, let's say, put through the sea of forgetfulness. They were sent here on a mission, and that's why they know things that we cannot explain. How can you know something that you were never taught? Because they came in knowing. So this is back to the Jesus story, believe it or not. He was brought in knowing. He knew it. Who told him that? He had no education. He didn't have a book to, you know, they didn't send him to a parochial school to get it figured out. He just knew it. 
So he was to teach those supposedly smart people <laughs> and anybody that was willing to listen. Now, of course, they talked about him as he got older. He would draw large groups of people to come to listen to him. Now, of course, everybody knows they had a fancy speaker system set up in those days, right? He got on the, the speaker and could talk to thousands of people at once. Can you imagine talking to thousands of people just by speaking out in a, in a field? Uh, he, they talked about him putting a, a boat by the shore and that he could... Why did he do that? So the people, they were wanting to get so close to him. He was like a magnet. He was, he was the star. He was the rock star to a lot of people back in that day. He was. They looked up to him. He was doing things that normal people didn't do. He come out of nowheresville. You know, remember, he, he wasn't Mr. had a label on him where he was brought up in a world of important people. He was a nobody. But he was rocking the system. Read it. It's there. He was constantly upsetting the scribes and Pharisees. And eventually, they started to worry about his power. They want him crucified, right? Which means they want him killed, you know, done in. So they drag him in front of Pontius Pilate. And what does Pontius Pilate do? He washes his hands of the whole matter. What does that mean? He says, this guy ain't done nothing wrong, folks. Get real. He hasn't broke any rules. He talks bullshit, maybe, but, you know, that's not really wrong. You know, it's like, how many people talk bullshit, excuse me, besides me sometimes, right? Okay. But that doesn't mean I'm a criminal, does it? No. And Pontius Pilate knew that. He was following law, Roman law. He was. He wasn't listening to the Jews, but... They were screaming and hollering for his head. They wanted Jesus, they want him dead. So how is he going to appease the crowd and still remember, symbolically, why would they have made such a big issue of him washing his hands? Because he didn't want Jesus' death on his hands. The man was not stupid. You know, remember, he was a leader. He was up there in the ranks, buddy. I mean, he wasn't Mr. Rockhead. He had something going for him. So he had to figure a way to let's say, get rid of Jesus to appease the crowd and yet really not maybe put a black mark on his book from his standpoint. Now, can you believe they actually faked Jesus' death? Can you believe that? Yes, they did. They had to because they had to please the masses, the crowds, the ones that wanted his head. They had to get things kind of quieted down. So they did. They faked it. I'm not sure how they did it. They did. And, of course, everybody knows about the stone rolling away and his being in the tomb. Well, it's funny that the guy that basically bought the, the tomb was a very, very wealthy man. People see, a lot of this stuff is never told that these guys were not just common, ordinary people. These guys had some status, power, call it up-and-coming business people, okay? They had some money. Now, excuse me, does anybody know about buying people today in this world? It happens all the time. So that was something new in that day, right? No, people were bought then too, folks. Do I need to pay somebody off a few rubles or whatever their money values were, I don't know. You know, in our world today, it would be a few thousand dollars to look the other way or do something to do this. And you got to remember, a lot of people didn't have money in those days. They were very poor people. The bulk of the population had nothing. They weren't, there was no middle class, did you know that? There was poor and rich, that was it. There was a few in that middle class, but very few. So the poor people would be more than willing to help, if you would say, look the other way, cover up something for a couple thousand dollars in our world today. Has anybody ever heard of anybody doing somebody in for a thousand dollars? What is it that we accept in our world? Everybody has a price, right? If you want to say, can you be bought for a million dollars? What would you do for a million? I don't know. Maybe nothing. Well, I might drive across town for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I probably do that. Maybe even for a hundred. You know what I'm saying? There's a price for everything. 
But if I'm busy, I might not be able to do it. So I might be able to, 100 bucks, uh, I'd say no. Other times, I'd go off your 100 bucks up in a heartbeat. Well, back to timing. Jesus had a time that was he supposed to be disposed of or gotten rid of. Because even a lot of his stories were, they saw him like, was he real? And Jesus even said, spirits, by the way, did you know that spirits existed in those days? You've heard of spirits, haven't you? Ghosts, if you want to call them, okay. They happened in those days too, as they do today. Okay, now just to jump ahead a little bit, spirits, call them earthbounds, can make themselves be seen. Did you know that? Not all of them, but once they learn how to do it, they can. And if you've ever thought, if somebody was technically dead, if you will, and completely, if it has gone to the other side, could they also show themselves? Yes, but they have to retain a very strong physical presence. That's how you evolve or show yourself is a physical presence. So if you want to use the word, you are more human or still a lot of humanness. Whereas the more evolved you become, you don't choose to be at all seen, if you wish to say it. As they said, anybody knows about angels. Has anybody ever seen an angel, an actual angel, seen one? Has anybody ever seen one? I believe that you can. But why would they show themselves? To let you know they exist. Maybe that helps somebody's belief system. I had an aunt that had an angel show up at her bed was a little girl. Why? To show her that it could actually happen. Usually angels don't make their presence known. There's more done on a human level. That's the way it works, okay? Back to the Jesus story. He had to show these disciples after they kind of got out of the, the cover-up and he was revealing himself because they thought he was dead too. Because, he, remember, they had to do a sales job. They had to make it appear that he's, he did buy the farm. He's dead, gone. I'm sure not how they did it exactly, but they did. So he said, humans can't be flesh and bone. I'm not spirit. Touch me. I'm showing you that I'm a human being. I'm not dead. I want you to know that I'm alive. That's what I told you right there in the Bible. I got the exact words, but he said, I am not spirit totally. I am flesh and blood. I am a human being, just like you. No different. So they had to be proven that. They were in shock. Now, remember, a lot of people... His disciples, by the way, they had more than 12 disciples. Did you know that? That's another story. But these were the main guys that were hanging close to him. Judas Iscariot, by the way, got a bad rap here. He supposedly, you know, sold Jesus out. Well, they had to have the bad guy in the story, too. Every story has to have a bad guy. Did you know that? Or a bad person? Yeah. The bad guy, Judas Iscariot, was actually just, he had, he volunteered. He said, well, you need a bad guy, I'll do it. So that's what he did in a nutshell. So back to Jesus, finally revealed himself and through time, he basically had to get out of the country, too, because he still it was considered the bad guy. So that's where he started to travel. And he, they said he made travels. That's why he wound up in France eventually. A lot of stories go to Mary Magdalene. They never talk about Jesus going there. They just say Mary Magdalene wound up in, in France. And that's where a lot of the stories get about because they covered him up. Remember, he had to go incognito, gone. They would have come and hunted him down again. They would have killed him. And he knew that. He was still human. He didn't lose that sense of a reality. He was still a human being. Does that make sense to everybody? Jesus was awakened, but still human. He didn't lose his humanoid-ism. So welcome to the planet. And so the shroud and all that is not connected, isn't it? Nope. Don't. Do some research if you want to find out some things, if you got some questions. Find out, ask yourself, meditate on them, okay? And see how many stories have been 
a little covered up, altered. The truer meanings are really there. There's a lot of meanings in the Bible. Okay, thank you. Okay, take a break. Thank you for listening to Words of Light with Jim. Come check out All My Relations in Indianapolis or go online to allmyrelationsindy.com, the largest rock and mineral shop in the Midwest, carrying metaphysical supplies for all spiritual paths. Words of Light with Jim, spreading light for your spiritual journey.